Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Thursday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford, the name that you know, the brand that you trust. For nearly 40 years in the industry, since 1983, Two Rivers Ford been doing right by you, been doing right by the community, making sure that you have award-winning customer service and incredibly well-made, American-made Ford vehicles at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, I'm going to tell you, I have all manner of money tied up in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now I think I bet the over on Jonas Valanciunas uh, uh, rebounds, and I bet the Grizzlies over as well tonight against, uh, who are they playing? I've forgotten. I had the game on in the office, and then I turned it off once I start the primetime show. I think, are they playing the Blazers? Either way, I have mut- I have a bunch of money on the Grizzlies tonight, and I use the promo code A to Z Sports in the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can do the same. You can make money along with me. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at Gary Ashton. Dot com. That is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Detroit, the Pistons. I don't know. Uh, what did I say? I got Portland and Pistons mixed up. That's what I did. Thank you, Lee Hops, for correcting me. Anyway, uh, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. That's where you go for your dream address without the stress. Or if you'd like to sell your home for more, you can do it with the Ashton team. And of course, Brimac Mechanical, satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one, all of them. Your HVAC needs, whether it's commercial, whether it's residential, all you got to do is uh, all you got to do is give Brymac Mechanical a call. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. They'll set you up and put you in a position to succeed. Okay, so tonight we are going to talk about what Peter King wrote in his Football Morning in America column, which is a little bit of a ridiculous name, but it's okay. I understand. Peter's uh, Peter's had a couple. Peter's had a job change. And, uh, and you don't always own the rights to your own content, such as life in this media game. But what he did write about Julio Jones, now whether it matters for the Titans or whether it doesn't, uh, Peter Kang says on uh, Periscope, I'm, tuned, I'm from Memphis, turn the game off to tune in here, says Lee Hobbs. Well, thank you, Lee, I appreciate that. Matthew Eggers says sarcastically, we need Tebow. Yeah, you need a tight end, so why not call Tim Tebow, right? Um, but the situation with Julio Jones is this, I am going to read you, uh, what Peter King wrote, but first I want your two rivers Ford take here tonight. What should the Titans be willing to give up for Julio Jones? Let me know on Facebook live on Periscope on YouTube or on Twitch TV across the board. We welcome your participation. What should the Titans be willing to give up for Julio Jones? Let us know in the comments section, and we will discuss together, and then I'll read you the report from Peter King. Your Two Rivers Ford take here on a Thursday night. While you guys do that, I'll tell you about Two Rivers Ford, because they're Nashville's headquarters for the 2021 Ford Bronco. You should go out there this week, and the weather's going to be great. Go test drive one of the new 2021 vehicles. They have so many for you to choose from at Two Rivers Ford. They have an award-winning customer service staff. They have an award-winning non-commissioned sales staff. No pressure. Throughout the course of the car buying experience at Two Rivers Ford, an award-winning formula that has made them a staple in Middle Tennessee since 1983. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, just seven miles east from Nashville International Airport. Or if you want to do it from the uh, comfort of your home, you can go to tworiversford.com, go through the entire car purchasing process online. Okay, so 
Here's the report. Well, here's the report from Peter King, and then we'll let you hear from Rapsheet. So here's what Peter King writes in his Football Morning in America column. The one other thing I left there with is that talking uh, talking about Atlanta and talking about Arthur Smith, who was on my radio show today, former Titans offensive coordinator. You'll hear from Art here in a second. I, I, I made him a trade offer on your guys' behalf for Julio Jones, so you'll hear that in a second. But what Peter King says of meeting with Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith, who are now the general manager and the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, the one other thing I left there with is that I don't think that because Julio Jones wasn't traded on draft weekend, I don't think that that means he won't be traded. And in fact, I'd say it's better than 50-50 that he will be traded before training camp begins. The reason is obviously the Falcons are basically in cap jail right now, and they could clear an awful lot of space by trading Julio Jones June 2nd or afterwards. They could separate his cap hit into two years instead of taking it all now. So that's why I still think there's a good chance he's going to get traded. So that's from Peter King. Now, going back to draft weekend, Rappaport had a lot of the same stuff to say. Here was Ian Rappaport on the NFL Network just about, quite literally, a week ago, uh, as Drake says, in Cleveland from the set of the NFL draft. Yeah, this is something that found out late last night and really kind of accelerated early this morning just as far as the media reports picking up. Here's where it stands with the Atlanta Falcons. They are now receiving calls from several teams inquiring about potentially trading for star receiver Julio Jones. This would be incredibly complicated for a lot of reasons, but for the Falcons, they're in horrible cap shape. You think about what Arthur Smith, the head coach, and Terry Fonsino, the GM, both those guys knew on the job. They inherited an absolute mess of a cap situation. They can't even sign their draft picks without doing something. This Julio Jones contract, great for him, amazing for him. One of the worst contracts I've ever seen for a team to sign. At some point, someone might make it worth their while to get out from under that contract. The way it would work, potentially, is the Falcons would agree to a deal in principle before the draft. The trade would involve next year's draft picks, not this year's, next year. Then it would be executed after June 1st because the cap hit for what it would be before June 1st is basically impossible. So agree now, do the deal after June So that's Rap Sheet a week ago talking about Julio Jones being traded. I've just told you what Peter King wrote in his Football Morning in America column. You'll hear from Falcons head coach Arthur Smith, who was on my radio show on 104.5 The Zone today. And I said, like, as I said, if any of you missed it, I made him a trade offer for Julio. So you'll hear that interaction here in just a second. But the question is, what should the Titans be willing to get up, give up? Because it's a massive cap hit that the, the Falcons are currently experiencing. It's why they would be interested in getting rid of him. And it is also a massive cap hit that another team would have to take on because consider the financials on Julio, okay? Here's the contract that Julio signed. It was a three-year extension in uh, in what? That would have been 2019 uh, that Julio, oh, excuse me, let me, let, wait. Julio Jones, three-year extension in 2019 on the deal that he currently had. It's a three-year $66 million extension. So what then came out of this extension on his previous contract was that Julio Jones now, uh, over the past three seasons, he was paid $10 million in 2019, 20.4 in 2020. He will be paid, or at least his cap hit will be, I should say, his cap hit will be $23.05 million 
this year. He has a dead cap hit of $40.5 million, massive, that goes down to 17.5 next year. So it's a dramatic drop from 2021 to 2022. His base salary, excuse me, his cap hit will go from 23.05 to 19.26. But you would at that point be able to save about $2 million by cutting Julio Jones if you chose at age 33 to cut Julio Jones. So the Falcons are wanting to wait until after June 2nd so they can split up his cap hit over the next two years and find a way to offload him because it's a massive amount of money that he is uh, that he is on the books for. Now, for the Titans, it is not easy for them to do. It would be quite laborious, actually. It would not only cost you money, it would cost you future uh, cap dollars because you would have to you would have to restructure at least one of the contracts of one of your high-paid players not named Kevin Byard because you already did that last year and you're paying for it on the back end this year. So you would have to give up uh, draft capital. You would have to restructure contracts, which is not something that John Robinson is terribly interested in doing. And you would probably have to find a way, uh, you would probably have to find a way to move on from one of your players to bring Julio Jones in, whether that's via trade or otherwise. Draft capital is going to be the most important to Atlanta because they're trying to rebuild and do it on the cheap. So they don't necessarily want to take on a big contract either. But when you look at Julio's cap hit of $23 million this year, you're immediately saying to yourself, okay, not only are you going to have to give up a high draft pick, but you're probably going to have to shuffle along the cap hits or restructure the contracts of Ryan Tannehill, Roger Saffold, Taylor Lewan, maybe even Derrick Henry, or one or some combination of two of those four because they're making the most money if you do not choose the extension route, which is obviously something to this point that they have not yet utilized with players who could be due extensions. Uh, the situation for Julio is complicated for many teams. No, not, not every team, especially this year, has a $23 million worth of cap hit to spend on Julio. And yes, you can go through the same kind of financial gymnastics with, that we just talked about for the Titans, but I want to know from you, what would you be willing to give up for Julio Jones. Robert uh, Robleski says a third rounder. Michael Bishop says Evans in a third. I assume he means Rashawn Evans, not uh, Darrington. A second rounder for Beal. Is it Beal? VG901 tightens up on YouTube. Okay. Second rounder plus cash, says Giancarlo. Uh, Buck has the 411, says Daryl. I mean, no, I'm I'm taking it for Peter King tonight. Uh, not I don't necessarily, well, I, I mean, I did talk to Arthur Smith today on the radio, so I'm, I have a little more information than I might have, you know, 24 hours ago or whatever, but not much more. You'll hear what Arthur had to say about this here in a second. Uh, Jordan Jones says, no more than a second. Is Art Smith the insider who gave you the info? No, I the insider is Peter King. Uh, second round pick for Brad Lifford, a first round pick, and Evans, if they want him, says Easy Easy. Easy Easy just saying, yeah, get him, get him the hell out of here. Take the first rounder, and maybe if you're kind, take Rashawn Evans too. Uh, it would be nice if the Fal Falcons paid the majority of his salary, though, says Ronnie Steen. I mean, no, but that's what they're trying to actively avoid, right? They don't want to pay that. This is not a Ryan Tannehill situation. Julio Jones is not viewed as broken. Uh, it's sad. Guarantee that contract was made in appreciation of his talents, and COVID messed it up, says Quez. Yeah, I mean, 100. listen, remember, Julio was one of the first players of his position. He did it pretty quietly. But one of the first players to be like, hey, you know, I've got a couple of years left on my contract, but I want to I want an extension now. I want to raise now because he saw the kind of money that was being distributed among wide receivers that Julio probably, I imagine, 
uh, thinks that he's better than. So they the Falcons, which is rarely something that's done for certainly players who aren't quarterbacks. Falcons gave him a three year extension in the middle of a. In I think he had two years left on his deal at the time because it, at that point he was uh, he was not showing up to. Uh, can't remember if it was workouts or training camp, but your point is well taken. Like he earned that money, and now you know he's because of COVID, he's going to uh, he's going to suffer for it. Uh, is it me or the video is skipping badly? Says Kendrick. I don't know. I haven't seen anybody else uh, mention technical difficulties, so I assume we're okay. Um, unfortunately, Tennessee can't afford Julio's cap hits. Is running. I mean, they can, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, who who is somebody in here trolling? I didn't see a troll. Uh, tonight, honestly, Buck, we're not in much better cap shape than the Falcons this time. Yeah, it's just it's a matter of whether you want to sacrifice your future to go on a, to try and go all in and win. Now, the the Rams have tried that strategy in the past, and that did find them in a Super Bowl with kind of a super team, for lack of a better term, that they assembled. The the Buccaneers are doing a lot of the same stuff where they're they're taking the LeBron James route, where they give Brady whatever the hell he wants in the immediate. And they try to win as many rings as possible. It worked out for them in their first year. So it's as much about sacrificing your future as it is uh, trying to uh, trying to um, maintain. But ultimately, you have to weigh the cost of, of what you think will get you over the hill for a championship in your window. And right now, your window with a franchise quarterback, with a stud running back, and a wide receiver one not named Julio Jones, how can you best maximize them? even understanding the financial constraints that you're under. And also, remember, you don't have a tight end. I mean, you have a couple tight ends, but you don't really have a tight end. And Julio is uh, Julio is not a tight end, um, but he is certainly somebody who can help their wide receiving room uh, in the absence of Corey Davis and Jonu Smith. If we get him, I hope he doesn't play like Moss as Charles Hardaway. I, I, I wasn't here for the Randy Moss Titans experience, but I heard it wasn't, uh, it wasn't great. It's this year's clowny watch that's far less likely, says Ivan Gregory. Well, you know, I mean, I did make a, I did make Arthur Smith an offer today on the radio, and I'll let you guys hear that here in just a second. If you haven't heard it already, right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You know this. And you know, just like you know, America's top-rated sportsbook app is DraftKings Sportsbook, that the hits literally keep on coming from one boxing event to the next. And in fact, you'll see some of us, something that's boxing, but a little bit fraudulent later on in the show when we get to free sight. They grow in an excitement and anticipation, these boxing matches. This weekend, no different, with two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the ring on Saturday night. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all new users a shot at turning $1 into $55. To celebrate this weekend's huge event, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering new users the opportunity to get 55 to 1 odds on either main event fighter to win this weekend's fight. Just download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code A2ZSports when you sign up for a limited time. All new users can bet $1 to win $55 on this weekend's main event. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for new users by offering them the chance to win $55 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight. It's only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A2Z Sports. Uh, what would you be willing to give up for uh for Julio Jones ultimately now I I tried to make a, I tried to make a competitive offer 
I really did. I thought that this was going to put Arthur Smith over the edge. So Arthur Smith, the former Titans offensive coordinator, now Julio Jones' head coach in Atlanta, Art was kind enough to give me about 15 minutes on the radio show today. First time he's done radio in Nashville since he left. And on the way out the door, one of the last questions I asked him, and by the way, if you want to hear the full interview, you can go check out the podcast of my radio show. Uh, it's Buck Rising on 104.5 The Zone and your favorite podcast app. But here was my interaction with Arthur because I thought I made him a good offer, but Art didn't seem to think so. Uh, all right, Coach, the, the last one for you. We we will send you Vrabel's chest pad, Taylor Lewan's bus, and maybe a first-round draft pick for Julio Jones. Do you accept? You're not going to catch me in any of that, can I? <laughs> I knew there was something coming from me, Buck. I don't get in those hypotheticals. Uh, maybe he says Braves that. I, I'd love to hear his answer if you gave him a hypothetical trade like that. What are you kid? Are you kidding me, Arthur? He would if if he could reach through the zoom and and choke slam one of us by now. He would. This oh, man- that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I mean, is is the Atlanta media as inefficient with Zoom as we are? Because it's it's a it's a plague here. It's 14 months of the pandemic at this point, and we still can't figure out how to unmute ourselves. Like it really, that, that's a testament to Mike Vrabel's patience. I mean, I, I I would pay money for you to ask him a question like that. Like, can we can we get like a GoFundMe and start like a charity here? I will pay for you to ask him a question like that. Well, listen, he's on. I, would just, I, would just, I need the comic relief. Like, <laughs> yeah, you you got a lot of new stresses in your life as a head coach. You could use a little comic. So it was a very good, it was a good time that we had with Arthur Smith today on the radio show. So I invite all of you to go check out the interview. In its full form, we talked a lot about, you know, uh, about Dean Pease going to Atlanta with him, about, you know, what he learned. He was here for a decade in Tennessee. So it was a good interview with Art, and we appreciate his time. But I offered him Vrabel's chest pad that he works out the prospects in. I offered him Taylor Lewan and Will Compton's bus and a first-round pick. And he said, you know, no hypotheticals. No, uh, no he, he, he knew I was going to try and get one over on him, but I couldn't. Art, too, Art is too quick for me, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, on the radio show today and not the bus says uh says josh sabata uh that damn fury has a few uh screws loose a couple bricks shy of a load but he can do whatever the hell he wants i don't know who brad's talking about um must ask Vrabel, must ask Vrabel, must ask for yeah no right we will pay uh we've had a lot of top players come to the titans and receive money with no performance i say pass says there i mean well somebody's already paid him uh bro how much cap we have we sign a nobody says Vin Roy. Barrett, I mean, you don't have much cap at all, but you can always make more cap room. Um, there goes Venmo. There goes the Venmo mysterious donations against this King Mo Fokker. The future is now a conditional first and Nick Westbrook Aquina. No, not NWI. No way. Uh, <laughs> Dom Odell says Julio, can, <laughs> they can have my gal for Julio. <laughs> Dom, you better. <laughs> oh, no. Dom says Julio can have my gal. That's even worse. <laughs> Dom, man, you better quit. I'm sure your gal doesn't watch you. Doesn't watch you. <laughs> doesn't watch the uh, the the primetime show. But damn, Dom, that's a bold strategy there, my brother. Maya, my my girl, my girl's got too many eyes and ears for me to be making cracks like that. But also, you know, I think about it. <laughs> uh, how much is Rashawn Evans owed? Says Weston Rody. I mean, if you picked up his fifth year option, which they've already declined, it would be nearly ten million dollars. Um, Rashawn this year. I can find out really quickly what he's making. Um, but like the Falcons, like I'm saying, like they don't want a player. <laughs> they want draft capital uh, and they want Julio's money the hell off the books. Uh, if you give me just a second, Rashawn Evans will be or has a cap hit of 
million dollars he'll make in base salary. Well, he'll make uh he'll make two point oh five in base salary, and his signing bonus is one point six this year. So, and that you know a total cap of three point six eight um, that the Falcons do, uh, that the Falcons don't want to take. Like they just don't want to deal with it. Um, so you've declined the fifth year option on Rashawn Evans, and it gives you a little flexibility. Uh, chance that Evans actually gets extended, says Joshua Joshua Medina. Probably uh, precious little. Jack Gentry would lose his mind if Westbrook Akina is included. Yeah, you can't do that to my guy, MWI. But let's talk about the the top. Who you think the top wide receivers are? Because I mean, you know, for for whatever MWI is, he's uh he's one of the few returning bodies. Oh, but by the way, what I would give up for Julio, um, because we're 23 minutes into the show and I haven't said, uh, I would give up a second tops. I would give up a second round pick, a future second round pick, and that would be uh that would be. The end of the deal. <laughs> Dom says, all right, Buck, you can unpin the comment. <laughs> now I know. I'm sorry. I lifted up there a little too long. It's my bad. Uh, I think if people ask around inside the Titans locker room, a lot of the Titans player will be willing to restructure their contract for Julio Jones, says Greg. Yeah, listen, I know a lot of Titans players who are fired up about the idea of it. I just, you know, I don't think it could happen. Uh, I'd rather go after OBJ, says Matthew Eggers. Why? He gets hurt way more than Julio does. Julio is incredibly durable. Uh, but I'd give up a, a second for Julio Jones, and I would deal with the restructures because it would do a great deal to put you over the top. Uh, Julio is too old and expensive at this point in his career, Matthew Burgess says. I mean, I disagree. You know, it's, it, put a price on a Super Bowl, Matthew. Put a price on a on a Super Bowl run anyway, or a, uh, a, a another title game run. I just don't think you can. Uh, Julio will have a big say because he will have to restructure. No great wide receiver wants to come here, Bucks, says Titans for life. I mean, listen. I don't think of it that way. I mean, you have a great wide receiver. You have AJ. AJ loves it here. Um, now, AJ is wide receiver one, and Julio would immediately become wide receiver one just because of who Julio has been for the past decade in Atlanta. Um, but he's still a monster. I mean, Julio Jones is a bad, bad man. Like, I, I understand what the uh, what the resistance would be, but like, one, it's not your money. You don't have to worry about it. Um, two, who else are you going to restructure for if not Julio Jones? Three, I think this is hugely improbable that it would happen because I think there are teams that can give the Falcons a much better offer because, you know, the second round pick of the Tennessee Titans is not going to be a high second round pick, we think. We are assuming that they're going to be able to be competitive again this year. So maybe that's not a safe assumption, but still, I mean, guys, like this is a real, if the, if they would, if they would pull this off, you could not you could not blame John Robinson and Mike Vrabel for continuing to swing and try and make your team competitive because Julio is not just a name that you recognize. It's not the it's not the name game that we do every free agency, right? Where everybody's saying, Oh, you know, this is a name that I recognize. Titans go sign him. This is a name that that you recognize and that the Titans would be incredibly lucky to sign. And also, he's still an incredibly productive player. Julio Jones will be 33 by the time the season gets going. But damn, like this is this is a situation. This is a situation where it would be difficult to pass up. Times for Life says AJ never had a choice. He wants to go to a throwing team. I mean, you don't know about that about AJ. That's a that's an assumption. Now I do know that about Corey Davis. I know Corey Davis was tired of blocking, so he wanted to go to a, go to a place where he would see more of the action because he got close to a thousand. I mean, he got close to a thousand yards receiving here in Tennessee. And also, like, I mean, can you really accuse the Titans of not being a 
passing team when the quarterback had 33 touchdowns and over 4,000 yards? Like, I don't think it's that deep anymore. I think this is a, this is a stigma that's not necessarily fair that you're putting on them. Um, I'd rather go after Ertz. The need at tight end is bigger. I mean, yeah, but I mean, if you're going to go after a tight end, Ertz, no thank you. Uh, give me O.J. Howard or give me death at this point. Uh, but let's move on. Let's talk about the Titans' top three without Julio Jones because, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you had you had almost – you didn't have two 1,000-yard receivers, but Corey got damn close. Um, I think he was like 15 yards off. I'm saying Julio wants to go to a throwing team, not block for Derrick Henry. Well, yeah, but he can do both. Like, he can do both. And I think Julio wants to win more than he wants to, you know, pad his stats. He's been doing that for a decade at this point. What's it got him? 28-3 to against the Patriots. I think he wants to go out there and compete. I mean, we're, we're both making assumptions, Titans for life. I don't know that anymore than you know uh, definitively what you're saying. But, like, I mean, you got to look at this realistically. Like, Julio has you know, had enough years to, to kind of boost his numbers. I don't think we're talking about the same kind of situation. Um, I'd rather have Howard or Njoku, says Corey D. Jackson. I would, too. Get, get out of here with Zach Ertz. No, thanks. Um, let's move on, though. Let's talk about the top three wide receivers for the Titans. Who do you think the top three will be? Come week one. Now, let's exclude, for the purposes of the purposes of this exercise, let's exclude Julio Jones, because I don't think that that is something that we can assume at all at this point. But I think that we should talk about who we think, based on who's on the roster right now, uh, between you know the new guys like Freddie Brown and, and Des Fitzpatrick or Racing McMath, who do you think the Titans' top three wide receivers are come week one? Let me know on Facebook Live on Periscope, on YouTube, and on Twitch. We will discuss at length together here on A to Z Sports Primetime. But please do me the favor of leaving your commentary if you would be so kind. While you guys do that, I will tell you about the fine folks at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K. That's Brymac.com. That's where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. They will set you up, they will put you in your comfort zone, and they will reach you almost anywhere that you can be reached for commercial or residential HVAC. Because they got three locations, their main ones in Clarksville, but they also, uh, they take care of the mid-state, uh, or Middle Tennessee, rather. I, a bunch of you got pissed at me for saying mid-state the other day about Middle Tennessee, but whatever. Middle Tennessee and Kentucky, Brymac Mechanical, Brymac.com. <laughs> You're on A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. Promo code A2Z Sports. Who are the top three wide receivers for the Tennessee Titans right now? Let me know. Uh, Durka says AJ Reynolds, Cam Batson. Um, AJ has knee issues, not ankle. Uh, he had surgery on both knees after the season. Says and I haven't been talking about AJ's health. I don't know if Andrew's talking to me or somebody else. Um, EA says AJ Reynolds Batson. John Carlos says AJ, AJ, AJ. So does Easy E on YouTube. Brown Reynolds Fitzpatrick says Xavier Brown, Brown, and Brown. What has Brown done for you lately, according to Charles Hardaway? AJ Reynolds Batson for C. Smith. Brown Reynolds Batson in the slot, says Josh Sabata. Okay, so not many people bringing up uh, Des Fitzpatrick, the new rookie wide receiver. Nobody mentioning Racy McMath at this point, but you know, or what, what I'll tell you is that you know you should know at this point uh, that Reynolds and AJ are your top two wide receivers. But, I mean, I think Des Fitzpatrick is going to be able to do things to help this offense, but there's one player, and it's not going to do much to make you feel better about your wide receiving core because I, uh, I don't think there's much that I could do to help you feel better about your wide, 
wide receiving core until you see what it looks like once it's out there. But two names that were brought up to me today from inside the Titans facility, uh, because I was having a conversation on the radio show about this, and, and somebody with the Titans texted me and said, hey, you forgot about these two guys, because we have largely forgotten about these two guys. And I'm not saying that they're not uh, somewhat forgettable, but they have been. Uh, they have been. Uh, they have spent considerable time in the NFL already, and now they're on the Titans, and we don't talk about them. They are Chester Rogers and Marcus Johnson. Now, Chester Rogers, <laughs> you're going to say uh, Westbrook Aquina, huh? Bucks is Ronnie Steve. No, I, uh, I, I, uh, I am not. And listen, I, NWI, I wish him the best in the world. Uh, he's a fellow Hoosier. I, I want him to succeed at a high level, um, but he's not going to factor into this conversation at this point. The guy we got from Indy says, Xavier, yes, Chester Rogers is a player who has had success in the league. Um, he should be very, honestly, he should be in the conversation as much as Reynolds for wide receiver too, whether it's, whether it's uh, AJ Rogers and Dez Fitzpatrick, whether it's AJ Reynolds, Dez Fitzpatrick, whether it's AJ Rogers, Dez Fitzpatrick. I think there's a lot to be, uh, Amar says, who? Listen, Amar, this is, you can, you can make fun of Chester Rogers if you would like, and I understand because it's a name that you don't recognize. But Chester Rogers, he has uh, – he's not, not, a, not a terribly long career. He's been in the league for a couple of years, played for the Indianapolis Colts, was a part of uh, a couple of the teams that never lost to the Titans, so that's who Chester Rogers is. Uh, he has 1,221 yards receiving in his career. Marcus Johnson, uh, just over – uh, almost 700 yards receiving for his career, which is basically the production of Corey Davis and AJ Brown combined last year alone. So I understand why it's not gonna why it's not gonna drum up a bunch of sex appeal. Uh, Corey D. Jackson says I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, Buck. I understand. I would rather have Golden Tate says Amar. I would not. No, thank you. Um, but that's just about Golden Tate as a as a human being. That's not about Golden Tate as a football player. I don't know what Golden Tate is as is as a football player right now. I just know he's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, Jonathan Hernandez says Golden Tate washed. Uh, they see Dez freshman year with Lamar Jackson, how he blocked and caught nine touchdowns in the red zone. I, listen, I think Dez Fitzpatrick is going to be a solid player for them. I really do. I think there's a lot of different things that he can do. Um, but I'm also looking at Chester Rogers and saying, we haven't talked about them at all. They're not names that would be worthy of discussion if I did not you know, have them texted to me from People in the facility today. Chester Rogers will be cut, says Titans forever. I mean, somebody's going to get cut, right? Whether it's Batson, whether it's Rogers, whether it's Marcus Johnson. I mean, whether Racy McMath, the sixth round pick, even makes the roster. I think he will because they like him on special teams, not necessarily as a, uh, not necessarily as a return man, but just in terms of a gunner, um, like Nick Westbrook Aquino, which is enough to help them on the roster. Uh, Dom Odell says that's the dumbest thing a football fan can say is who. Uh, I'll throw it up there so, you know, it's not – I mean, I, I call people dumb in here from time to time, but I try not to. Uh, Dom Odell says, that's the dumbest thing a football fan can say is who? Yeah, like we know every single solitary good player in the NFL by name. I mean, you know, I understand why people are dismissive. I think it's a little unfair to these guys because they have lasted in the league for a, a handful of years, which is more than anybody in this chat can say, unless, you know – uh, and we do have we do have NFL players that pop in uh, pop into the chat from time to time, but I don't know that there are any in here tonight. So what I will say to you is that Chester Rogers is going to be in competition. Uh, Chester Rogers has five TDs in four seasons. He's Taewon Taylor, says Ivan Gregory. Um, no, he's not Taewon Taylor because Taewon couldn't catch. Taewon could run really fast. Chester can catch. He just can't run that fast. Um, 
and also he's played on offenses where uh, he's played on offenses where T.Y. Hilton is a part of the mix, where Jack Doyle has been a a, a big uh, touchdown producer for Indianapolis. Prior to that, I think Reggie Wayne was on the on the Colts still when Chester Rogers was there. So it's not like Chester Rogers. I'm not listen. I'm not out here saying that Chester Rogers is going to be the the savior. Uh, the savior of of the uh, of the Tennessee Titans wide receiving group, but they are trying to win on a budget, and Chester Rogers can help you on a budget. The Colts had to do it with Chester Rogers a couple of years ago, and they, I mean, listen, they had Andrew Luck at quarterback. It's a different conversation, but Ryan Tannehill's pretty damn good too. So I think you may be underrating how much of an effect an above average quarterback like Tannehill can have on average wide receivers. Uh, Ronnie C- Sneed, oh yeah, what is Tajay Sharp doing? He's on the Chiefs, Ronnie Sneed ads, yes. Uh, well, Woodyard usually in here hating, says Drian? I, I don't see, I, I mean, maybe maybe, uh, maybe Wesley pops in here from time to time, but I, I don't think I've ever seen Wesley in here. Um, actually, I think you guys, we talked about Wesley one night. But I think A.J. Brown, Josh Reynolds, Chester Rogers, I think that ends up being the top three receivers uh, come week one, and I don't necessarily think that uh, I don't necessarily think that rules Dez Fitzpatrick out, but I think Chester Rogers should factor into this conversation. We haven't talked about Chester Rogers hardly at all. He was bad for Indy, and he won't make it here, says Titans for him. I mean, I don't think he was bad. I remember, I'm pretty sure one of those five touchdowns that he caught was against the Titans. So, and again, he has an undefeated record against the Titans. So, I don't know where you're, I don't know where Titans forever gets off calling Chester Rogers bad. I mean, he's not the best. I'm not, again, I'm not arguing that Chester Rogers is Julio Jones. Like you guys are getting all bent out of shape for nothing, but your offense is probably going to take two steps back. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm totally prepared for that. You should be too. You're not going to, here's what I will be willing to bet you. Uh, what's a, what's a substantial amount of money? Uh, you know, a hundred dollars to, um, what's, what's my favorite charity home street home. I will donate gladly. And I should donate a hundred dollars to home street home anyway, but I will donate a hundred dollars to home street home. If at the end of the 2021 season, you're scoring 30 points again, it's just not going to happen. You lost too much. So you're going to have to win as much with defense as you are with offense. And you're going to have to rely on your top three guys, Tannehill, Henry, and AJ Brown to do the bulk of the work. It's not going to be as balanced as it was last year. You're going to have to find ways to win within the margins. And winning within the margins is done with guys like Chester Rogers. I hate to tell you that, but it's not going to get much better out there. Uh, did did you say Tannehill would regress last offseason? Most did, and that didn't happen. Um, No, I don't. I uh, I don't remember being all aboard like the Tannehill regression train. I mean, I, I think, but I think it's totally reasonable to expect them to take a step back from 30 points a game. That's an outrageous amount. They were the third best offense in football. That's almost impossible to repeat. Uh, especially with as much as they've lost. Uh, let's see. We had some really bad teams back then. A lot of teams were probably unbeaten against us back then. Yeah, well, the Colts certainly were. Um, Nick LeClaire is uh, – what? what is Nick LeClaire saying? Me, everyone here? Who is – I don't understand what Nick LeClaire is saying. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He's saying you. He's saying – me, everyone else, and and uh, and Sutton and Xavier Clemens is saying you're absolutely right, Dick. So I don't know who's arguing with Nick Leclaire in the uh, in the comment section, but apparently that argument is going on. Buckethead says NWI is going to make you a believer, man. I listen. I would love uh, I would I would love for that to be a story. I really would. I uh, I I am actively. Here's what I'll say because I've done a lot of hating on NWI, 
because I saw what he looked like in training camp last year. And that's that's not fair, right? It's undrafted rookie free agent comes in. He's trying to make the team, does make the team on special teams. And, and they clearly think he has something. So whatever it is, I'm missing it. But I will I will declare myself. I'm not a Titans fan. I'm a Titans reporter, but I will root actively for NWI to have an incredibly successful career, even if he's with the team that I cover and I'm supposed to be objective about just because he went to Indiana and I want NWI to do well, but I don't know. <laughs> Brad Lippert says, let's build it around Deion Lewis. I understand. Uh, Buck, I was replying to who hasn't scored a touchdown in here, says Nick. Okay, I got you. Uh, sorry, I'm, um, it's hard for me to keep track. It, for whatever reason, when you guys are talking to yourselves, I can't tell who's talking to who or if you're talking to me or not. And Dion says, hey, man, why are people stressing over getting another receiver? Derrick Henry has working on his pass-catching game, so problem solved, baby. Um, I mean, okay, maybe. <laughs> that would be that would be cool. Uh, if any of those guys can give us 40 catches and 500 yards, I'm all for it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think you're going to take a step back. Um, but I think you could still be a good offense, and I think you can do it with the kind of guys that we're talking about, whether it's Chester Rogers, Des Fitzpatrick, Josh Reynolds, who has all, barely over 500 yards uh, in a career year for him last season. I think there's the opportunity to uh, to find to find some value, which you're going to have to do. Uh, the game is one in the trenches, and we got better on both lines, says Ivan Gregory. Um I mean, I don't think that you – I have yet to see an upgrade over Dennis, but maybe the second-round pick will be. I don't I don't know that to be so, um, but I don't know how you could clearly say that, given that Dennis Kelly was not a bad player for you by any stretch of the imagination last year. Like, I, Kendall Lamb is not better than Dennis Kelly. Maybe he's about the same. So, I mean, you could say it's a replacement level. But your defensive line did get better for sure. Uh, made you actually discuss NWI for a minute, LOL. My night is complete. Get the hell out of here sometimes. Okay, you're the worst. Um, Ivan Gregory says Taylor Lewan back. Yeah, uh, Taylor Taylor's for sure back. But he was, you know, he played the first five games for you. Um, so I'm not. But Taylor Lewan back just gets you back to where you were. It doesn't make you better. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also Taylor got hurt a lot last year. Like outside of the ACL, like he was down an awful lot. And I don't fault it for that. Football's a, a ridiculous game. It's it's stupid what these guys do for a living. Um, but he's going to be 30 and he got hurt a lot last year outside of the outside of the ACL. Our left tackle is upgraded since we'll have Lawan back. New offense going to use a fullback says Dean Buckwalter. I mean they just re-signed Kari Blossom game. I think it's just to a one-year deal so they're not necessarily married to him long term, but um one would assume that he is in the plans and he should be because your offense has Derrick Henry in it. Uh so if you don't have extra blockers it would be dumb. Um, win the division or 11 wins period to get to a wild part, a wild card spot this year. The schedule is going to be brutal. Um, yeah, probably, but you won the division. So suck it up. <laughs> right. Like, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, Corey, but tough shit. Like you went out and won the division last year. Now you play a division winner schedule. Like you're going to complain about that. No, go out and try to play with the big boys. I don't, I don't pity them for winning the division and having a tough schedule this year. Like, yeah, you play the NFC West. NFC West, a tough-ass division. If you play, uh, you play obviously, all four, all three of the other AFC South teams twice. You play the New Orleans Saints. You, uh, you go to Los Angeles and Seattle this year. You play the Patriots. You play the Steelers. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but suck it up. That's what you get. Uh, can they make up? With Kelly and bring him back, have J. Rob braid his hair or something. I, I think the Broncos are going after him, but we'll see. Uh, I'd love to see Blossom game more in the short pass game, says Xavier. 
Yeah, you can go out there and moss Will Compton if Will Compton finds himself. Moss Will Compton again because he's already done that. Um, So we will see. This is the year we have to win the division. Watson troubles, Jacks rebuild, Rivers out. This is the year. Man, Ivan, that's Ivan, that's been the year every, you know, like you've gotten, listen, you've gotten really, you've gotten really lucky. The la- Not lucky. Well, yeah, lucky in terms of what's happening. Happened in the division the last couple of years. Andrew Luck retired in 2019. The dude who had an undefeated, a career, he retired undefeated against the Tennessee Titans and he played for your division rival after Peyton Manning did. That was lucky. Last year, the situation for uh, what was the what was the big equalizer last year? I can't remember exactly. Um, but the the Texans obviously sucked. There was a, there was something that happened last year that I thought was substantial enough that made a difference. Not like luck. Luck was a completely complete and total difference maker. But yeah, I think it was just Philip Rivers playing for the Colts. Like Philip Rivers was not a good quarterback last year. So maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm maybe I'm reaching too far on the 2019, but yeah, you've gotten you've gotten several things to break right for you in the last couple of years. So yeah, I mean, it's not just about being good; it's about being extremely damn lucky. Like teams outside of the ones that Brady plays for, largely they are as lucky as they are good. They are as healthy as they are lucky. You know what I'm saying? Like it's often the time. Like what Kansas City could have won the Super Bowl again. At the offensive line not been shit in front of Patrick Mahomes. And he's not and he and if the running backs and receivers that he was throwing to, even though he was laying parallel to the turf and still launching balls at ungodly angles and throwing them accurately just to be dropped. Like uh, <laughs> you are you are as much about luck and health as you are about the talent of your football team, especially when it comes to the postseason. Um, the Titan killer says Corey D. Jackson. So yeah, I mean, luck is associated with every year. But, I mean, to say this is our year, like you haven't had ample opportunities the last couple of years, I think completely ignores uh, I think completely ignores the situation. 2019 Titans and AFC Championship game, 2020 division winners, that's not luck. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit them. But also, you know, you went to the AFC Championship game because somebody finally got the stones to bench Marcus Mariota. Because otherwise, you were an ass football team. I know. I was there in Denver when he got benched. It's the worst. You guys have talked. I've talked to you about this before. It's the worst football game I've ever seen in my life. If somebody had not take made the right decision to bench Marcus Mariota for Ryan Tannehill, you were spinning your wheels. AFC Championship game, my ass that year. If any everything, if Tannehill had not been inserted in the lineup, and honestly, you want to talk about luck? It was damn good luck that the Dolphins thought Ryan Tannehill was broken for broken and traded him to you for a fourth round pick and paid his salary on top of it. That's luck to have Ryan Tannehill as a backup quarterback so that when Mariota flames out, you know, unfortunately for Marcus, but damn, <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about luck, Ryan Tannehill for a fourth and a t- another team paying his salary. That's luck. Uh, Titans definitely have to play better this year. We have to get back to the AFC championship game. I mean, listen, it's anything is possible. Your division, your, your conference is tough. Your division is largely trash. So that helps you. Um, but at this point, uh, but at this point, you know, it's, it's, you can be good. You can be competent and also you have to be lucky. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's just, yeah, I don't understand this whole conversation. I don't know how we got sidetracked that way. But we did. Let's move on. <laughs> it's the end of the show. It's nine o'clock. I'm starting to. Uh, I'm starting to. Uh, I'm starting to lose 
lose my train of thought. It's the end of the week, so forgive me. They'd be starting a second-year quarterback if it wasn't for Tanning showing out. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody. Luck. It's okay. Sometimes it's okay to be lucky. Like nobody's pissed at them for being lucky on top of being good. Anyway, uh, conference is tough. Is this Titans forever on something, Buck? No, I just saw the Patriots spend over uh, over you know $150 million in free agency. I know that the Ravens are good. I know that the Chiefs are good. I know that the Bills are good. I know the Steelers are probably good enough to mess you up. I know that the Jags are probably going to be better. And I know that the Colts, if they can get anything out of Carson Wentz, their defense is going to wreck, wreck teams. Like, this is a good conference. The AFC is better than the NFC. It's the first time in a while. Um, and even if Brady is in the in the NFC now, like AFC is substantially better than it was, what, five years ago. Anyway, let's move on. This is a free site. The best thing that I saw on the internet this week. The question for you guys is how childish or, you know, how stupid. This is the question because producer Reed, I, I did not give him the question to ask. So he wrote his own and that's fine. Producer Reed does a great job because producer Reed asks how childish is Jake Paul for his stunt with Floyd Mayweather today? And I would say to you, no, Reed, that is not the correct answer. The correct answer is how childish is boxing? for trying to make Jake Paul, the YouTuber, and Floyd Mayweather a thing. Let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. We will discuss it together here tonight on A to Z Sports Prime Time, right after I remind you about the official real estate agent of the Titans, of the Preds, and of A to Z Sports Prime Time. That is, of course, Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Dream address without stress. I got mine through the Ashton team. They did a great job with me. And now I am like, you know, not the not the brag because it's mostly due to Gary's uh, sound advice, but my uh, my my property value is through the roof because of what is happening in Nashville real estate, especially where I ended up getting the house in downtown Nashville. The Ashton team took into account market trends, basically predicted things like the Oracle deal, which is going to do massive massive numbers for Nashville real estate in general when the, uh, you know, not to get into, into Nashville, Nashville economics or whatever, but like that was something that Gary and his team explained to me before I made my purchase, make wise real estate investments because real estate can be such a financial boon to you. If you have somebody who knows what you're doing, knows what they're doing, even if you may not Gary Ashton and the Ashton real estate group of Remax advantage at GaryAshton.com, they will set you up, they will help you sell for more, and they will find you, most importantly, your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. Uh, let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch, uh, how, dumb, how, dumb is, uh, how dumb is boxing for trying to make Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather a thing? It's just for, it's just for a payday. Boxing is one notch away from professional wrestling. Honestly, I favor professional wrestling because at least the acting is better. Uh, Easy E says boxing has fallen off a cliff. Keelan says very childish indeed. I'll show you the stunt that Jake Paul pulled today. Justin Tomaselli says didn't hear what was happening. I will listen to any argument other than that stunt wasn't staged, says Riley Moore. That's what I'm saying. Like boxing stinks right now. It's UFC if you want real fights and it's tough for me to watch. Uh, Titans forever says stop stroking, uh, stroking the Colts off tight. Listen, tight. I <laughs> listen, your name is Titans forever. You are obviously very biased in favor of your team. I am not a fan of your team, nor am I a fan of the Colts. 
I am realistic, and I understand that the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts, the series that they have played before we move on to the Jake Paul thing, has largely been in favor of the Indianapolis Colts. And I know that the best way, they're not going to be able to keep with, keep up with you with Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz stinks. The last time I saw Carson Wentz play, he was a broken quarterback. The last time I saw Carson Wentz play, he looked a lot like Marcus Mariota at the end here. I'm not scared of Carson Wentz, but you'd be stupid to sleep on the Indianapolis Colts after all the shit that they've put you through, and I'm not even a fan of your franchise. I just know the history. I'm not stroking off the Colts. I'm trying to tell you to be realistic because the Colts are not dumb. They are not a dumb organization. They do not make dumb decisions outside of that one game that they let, oh, who's the Purdue quarterback? That's the only Indiana product to get booed in Lucas Oil Stadium. I forget his name. Curtis, is it Curtis? Oh, Curtis Painter. Outside of letting Curtis Painter start games, uh, the the Colts have not made dumb decisions, and they have been lucky because of the timing of their quarterbacks between Manning and Andrew Luck. But do not act like I'm stroking off the Colts. Like the Colts don't absolutely deserve everything that they've won over your professional football team. That's all I'm saying to you. Be realistic. Uh, here on A to Z Sports Prime Time, I, I love you, but come on, says Luke Corbin. No, I'm not mad at him. He's a Titans for life. Titans forever is clearly a Titans fan. That's okay. Most of you are. Uh, C-Dub says, Buck is secret like Andrew Luck. It wouldn't be the first. I have better hair and I don't drool. Um, and I think I'm substantially better looking. But anyway, let's make fun of Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather for the stunt that they pulled today. Yes, trash, says Xavier Clemens. That's literally that's literally all that you can do to describe it because it was clearly forced. It was clearly fake. It's Jake Jake Paul is, listen, I understand. He has a massive following. He understands how to reach people. If you are a fan of Jake Paul, I mean, I don't necessarily think less of you, but, like, don't you have anything better to do with your time? Apparently not because they make millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars when Jake Paul gets into the ring with somebody and they put on these incredible, incredibly stupid pay-per-view events. Now, it's making money for everybody involved, so it can't be that dumb. Maybe I'm the dumb one, because I don't get it. But Jake Paul versus Floyd Mayweather, I mean, just... Man, somebody punch me in the face, honestly, because that's the last thing that I want to spend my money on. But a lot of people will, because it's a spectacle. It's a circus. And uh, the girl is in the wing, too, says Tom O'Dell. 
Yeah, without question. I've definitely seen wrestling better than that. That's what I'm saying. Like the 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 the, the acting is at least better in wrestling. Like it's UFC, WWE, and then it's boxing because boxing is just a joke right now. Um, but you know, a bunch of people will pay for it. And Easy says, "Was that a clip from Days of Our Lives?" Basically, that's what we're watching—a publicity stunt. As Ronnie Sneed says, "What is not a publicity stunt is your participation. You guys bring it real and honest every time. We have great conversations in here. We've gotten through another primetime week together. Thank you, as always, for all that you do to make this show a success. It means a great deal to me, and I hope that we have provided you enough entertainment throughout the course of your week. We will be back with you again on Sunday night." And do it all over again. In the meantime, on the radio show tomorrow, if you met, if you uh, if you have any interest in some of the Titans draft picks, um, Elijah Molden, who is going to be, who is considered, who is considered one of the steals of the draft by many people who I have read, uh, the corner nickelback slash safety hybrid defensive back out of Washington. The Titans got him in the third round. He's going to be on the radio show tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Time. So don't miss it. We'll also have Coach Dave McGinnis at Titans Radio at 12:20. Coach Mack always kills it. The man in black, you know that you cannot sleep on the analysis that my main man Mack will provide to you. So Elijah Molden, the new Titans draft pick, who seems to be having a lot of fun with you guys on the internet. And Coach Mack tomorrow, the radio show's on from 10 to 1 on 1045 the zone. And if you miss it, the podcast is Buck Rising on 1045 the zone. By the way, I had a conversation today. You know, I've I've been uh, I've been getting a, a fair amount of good news over the last what? How long have I been doing the Zone Radio Show and the Primetime Show? Um, well, Primetime Show over two years now. Which, by the way, happy anniversary to us. Uh, what hour is Coach Mac? Coach Mac is in the noon hour, so the third hour of my show from ten to one. Uh, Coach Mac's that guy, man. Says Ronnie Steve, without question. It's the it's one of the best parts about me having the Zone Radio Show. Um, but Molden will be fun too. Now, what I will say to you because I. I teased something for a while that ended up being the announcement that I was going to get the radio show on top of the primetime show and the 615 session. So when I tease things to you guys, I promise that they are coming from a place that you should be excited about. Now, maybe I don't need to be talking in front of any more microphones, but I will tell you that there is a very exciting product that I'm going to be involved in as we get closer to football season, and you're not going to want to miss out. That much I can assure you. So we will talk about that. As we get closer to football season, we got a couple months to let that one sink in for a while. But I'm sure an announcement will be made sooner rather than later. And I know that you're going to love it because it's going to be great football content. And that's what you guys love. So in the meantime, enjoy your weekend. Have a great time. I'll talk to you on Sunday night. And we'll do it all over again. Catch you on the radio show tomorrow if you're interested. If not, that's okay, too. I'll be working either way because you know damn sure it's the end of the primetime week. But my work week, it's just not done. Because I'm sure as hell not tired yet. Let's go.